All right, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Your Fucking Welcome. Sarah here, and as promised, today I want to walk you through what are, I think, some of the biggest personal shifts that I had this year, over the past year, that really contributed to our seven-figure year. Now, I want to say this because I feel like if I was literally doing inventory, if you will, of all of the things that have changed and the things that I have learned and have shifted over the past year, we literally would be here for days. Like I'm not even kidding. And I really plan on breaking a lot of these things down in more depth, um, in more specific ways in future episodes. And that's not just with my own solo shows, but in interviews, a lot of things that I have planned for you. But I wanted to break it down into, I guess, the most general, but the most important things that I feel like I learned and shifted, but also that have contributed the most to really the increase in sales. And, you know, why? Because, of course, people are selfish, as I always like to say, and I wanted to share it with you um, from the perspective of not just me, you know, venting or sharing, of course, and not just me talking about myself for the sake of it, but things that I felt as though were going to be the most actionable for you, because I know that I'm not alone in dealing and struggling with a lot of the things that I've dealt with and have struggled with. And so I wanted to, again, just be as honest and raw and vulnerable and as transparent as possible with you about, again, some of the things that I've learned from a personal perspective um, about myself and about my life and about my past and my about my emotions, all of it. Um, but again, in a way that I felt most contributed to, again, us making more money last year. Um, not, not only money, I mean, certainly just I am a happier person because of these things. But again, the things that I feel like most directly contributed to our sales going up so that you could, of course, apply them as well. So the first thing I want to share with you, and this might sound a little bit weird, but I feel like I have to share this as we kick off this episode. So we flash back to February of 2020. And I was in a really weird place and I, I couldn't explain it to you. I can't define it for you. I don't really know what sparked it. I don't really know what it was exactly, but I've described it a few times as like, I felt like I was in like a tube, like a suctiony tube where like everything felt tight, everything. I felt like so constricted in this like bubble almost. Like I was like anxious and I was surrounded and it felt like something was just about to pop and I didn't know what it was. Like I felt like I was really on the cusp of something but I didn't know what it was. And this looming feeling was like hanging over me for a month or so. And I, I just couldn't figure out what was going on. And it was really weird because I got a Instagram message from somebody who was a childhood friend and somebody who I haven't spoken to in years. And she was like, hey, there was a fire on your old street. Like this is somebody I was friends with literally in elementary school. She's like, there was a fire on your old street. And I was like, oh, no way that like that's that's weird. And I looked it up because I was curious about like what house it was specifically. And lo and behold, it turns out that there was just like a huge fire. I think a, a woman and her granddaughter, or I think it was, um, passed away in the fire. And it turns out that it was my childhood home, the ho home that I lived in from about like, I guess, first grade to like fourth grade. And so we didn't live there long, but it was still like, it was a weird messed up feeling to feel like your childhood home burnt down. But what's even weirder is that this was not the first childhood home that I had that burnt down. The apartment that I lived in 
up until the point where I was, I guess I was about five. Yeah, it was five because my mom was pregnant with my sister at the time, uh, just like a week or so before Christmas, our home burnt down. And I'm not somebody who is super into like the symbolism of things and the spiritual significance, but like two childhood homes burning down, that's fucking weird. Like that's a weird thing. And so I don't know. I just started really like reflecting on it and thinking about it. And I was like, well, who do I talk to? Like, who do I turn to? And so I wound up hiring an energy healer just to kind of like dig into like if she could give me any insight into what was going on or uh, any, any kind of reflections she had on it. And just in our conversations and digging a little bit deeper into certain things, one of the things that she brought up to me to be honest with you, this was a while ago, and so I don't even remember if it was specifically tied to the house thing, but she just started talking about basically the burning down of my past, right? Burning down who you've been, where you were, what you've dealt with, who you thought you were. And one of the other big things that she brought up was like, I keep seeing a snake, a snake shedding its skin, essentially, like, again, kind of symbolizing letting go of the past, if you will. And while I didn't know like what that all means exactly to me, it was a really significant moment in the sense that like I really started consciously and intentionally separating from the past a little bit and more specifically separating in a lot of ways from who I thought I was. And I know that a lot of us deal with this, right? And I've heard actors talk about this, like no matter how famous or how good looking you wind up feeling at any given moment. I heard somebody talking about like somebody who was like always praised for his chiseled body and this, that, the other thing. And he's like, yeah, but like, I'm, I'm, I still feel like the 12 year old geek sitting here, you know? And I think that that's what a lot of us experience, right? When I talk to entrepreneurs, when I talk to adults, where it doesn't matter if you had great success or a great accomplishment in a certain area, right? It doesn't matter how much you've done or how much you've grown or how much you've changed. Like I still feel like in this very moment, I still feel like the chubby 12 year old girl with the messy room that's sitting here talking to you right now. And I have to always consciously kind of recenter myself in who I am now and not allow the things that I do, the actions that I take, the energy I put out there to be coming from that girl, right? It has to be coming from present me. And it's been a long journey over the past year to kind of dissect those things. And I, I'm certainly not trying to act as though I've got it all figured out or that I've, you know, shifted it completely. But one of the biggest things has been understanding that you being present in any given moment, you understanding that the now is the only thing that you have. It's been everything to me over the past year, recognizing that most of us put any given thing in our lives, right? Whether it's you're arguing with somebody or somebody's, you know, overstepping your boundaries or, you know, you're trying to figure out what you're going to sell next. 99% of the time it feels, especially without consciously choosing otherwise, we are putting things through the filter of the past or we're worrying about the future. So maybe that means, let's say I'm going to sell something, right? 
but maybe I have, well, the last time I sold something at this price point, it didn't sell. Or you're getting on a you know live video or doing a podcast episode and the fears that are coming up, whether you realize it or not, you've got these subconscious fears playing out where you were made fun of in elementary school or the girls you know, were picking on you or bullying you at a certain time in your life, right? And whether or not you realize that you're almost putting, putting your actions and putting in the things that you're about to do through that filter and allowing that fear or that story to play out or for you to believe it's going to play out again, right? You're not sitting there in your power based on who you are right in this moment. You're putting it through again, the lens of the past and allowing that to lead. Or so often we're focused on what may come in the future. Well, this might not work out. This might go wrong. What if this happens? What if that happens? We are so anxious and we're so fearful of what may or may not happen in the future, right? Especially I feel like as women, I don't know, it it feels like to me that women struggle with this more than men typically do, but just the feeling as though we have to have everything planned out and know the next 10 steps that are coming, or again, we're stressing the thing that may happen in six months. Meanwhile, we're not even taking, you know, action in the next six minutes, right? We're so in our heads about everything Uh, that's possible, that might happen. And again, that whole experience, the whole shifting of identity concept, if you will, right? It, It feeling like a really new thing to me. It's just been a constant practice to do everything, right? As much as possible, or at least check in with myself and do it from a place of who I am right now who I am in this moment, not again, who I've been or who I want to be or making myself miserable for who I want to be in the future. And I feel like when it comes to my business specifically, this has had just such a dramatic impact in so many ways. Like I could literally do a 20 hour episode for you just on the concept of presence and what I've learned about presence. But I want you to know and understand that whatever happened to you in the past, whoever you've been in the past, right? I'm not, you know, attempting to invalidate those feelings or those those traumas, any of that kind of stuff. But I would want to gift you, if I could, the understanding that regardless of what you've been through, regardless of who has been unkind to you, regardless of who has made you feel a certain way, In this moment right now, it doesn't fucking matter. You get to be whoever you want to be, right? You are not the girl you were in high school. You, in this moment, get to be whoever you want to be. And as hard sometimes as that can be to wrap your brain around, it is fact, right? It's a fact that you don't have to play out patterns and stories from your past in this given moment. You don't have to do that. You also don't have to have everything figured out in order to take action now or do things now. I know, for example, this podcast is going to evolve quite a bit, right? I know that. Like we've got a lot of things in the works and you know, transparently, this is something that I've struggled with because I know where I want to go and I'm consciously trying to always 
rein myself in and operate based on where we are right now versus, again, what I want to be happening in the future. And by doing that, by making business decisions, again, not from the past, not from the future, just for wherever I am right now, I feel as though it's allowed me to move through decisions so much more quickly. I don't sit on the fence. I don't allow myself to overthink things to death, right? I move and I move quickly and I move as the version of me who I am right now, right? I move and I make decisions based on who I am right in this moment. And when I consciously choose to do that, when I make that a practice to do that, that's when truly I am my best self. I am my best self when I am in those moments where I'm freeing myself again from the past or freeing myself from the anxieties of the future. I am my best self. And it is not an easy thing to do. It's not something that comes naturally, but it is a practice. It is a choice that you get to make over and over and over again. And, you know, I talk to people all day long where they tell me, well, I have a pattern of this, or I typically do that. And I have so much empathy for that because I struggle with all of that myself within so many different ways. While at the same time, I think so often so many of us We don't understand the importance of practicing a feeling. We have a good feeling and then we want to bottle that feeling up and try to feel that way forever. And number one, by doing that, we wind up making the feeling escape us because we pump the brakes on the good vibes that we're having, right? We we suck our fun away essentially, right? But number two, then we're off to chase the next high the next day. And I heard somebody describe it as, you know, so much of this work, it's not about finding the next shiny object. It's not about finding the next sexy thing. It's about understanding that like you essentially have an ax, right? You're in the middle of a forest of there's this big sequoia tree and you have an ax and it's your job to just keep swinging the ax over and over and over again versus swinging the ax a few times and then abandoning ship, right? And so again, For me personally, especially over the past year, understanding that the presence is all I have. This very moment is all I have. Who I am right now is all I have. And I get to make decisions as her. And then when I forget it 20 minutes later or two days later, it's simply just a practice to remember again and remember again and remember again. And so I I feel like how that affected our bottom line plays out in so many different ways in terms of the decisions that I've made and therefore the actions that I've taken based on those decisions. But the sanity that it's given me, I think is one of the most important things. I'm not chasing this shiny object. I'm not going down this rabbit hole. I'm not sitting there being like, you know, let's start over. Let's go back to the drawing board. I'm not overcomplicating my emotions and my beliefs. And therefore, again, my actions and my decisions are so much more clean And I'm able to move so much more quickly and from so much more of a place of trust. And when you give yourself that gift, again, you operate with so much more of a level head that it doesn't even make sense to me how that couldn't add to your bottom line, how that couldn't add to your income when you stop allowing, again, the high school version of you to run the show or the anxieties or fears or stresses that you have about what may or may not come run the show, right? 
the CEO of your business needs to be the person you are in this moment, right? Versus the past or versus the future, okay? So the second thing is that, and this is again, another big, big topic that we could be here talking about all day, but I probably for the first time in my entire life have allowed myself to feel and heal a lot of things. And again, big, big topic here. And we couldn't possibly talk about it all in one episode. But very long story short, I have always viewed myself as very mentally strong, if you will. I don't cry easily. I don't have a temper. You know, I really kind of just handle shit. And I have worn that like a badge of honor. I have worn that feeling and that that way of being I have felt as though that's something to be very proud of. And I've been proud of it. And I still am proud of it in a lot of ways. But one of the biggest ways in which this has come up for me is, again, I've shared, I've been very open with you that I went through a really painful breakup back in late 2016, early 2017. And I still talk about that time in my life so much because it was the moment everything changed, right? It was the moment. I think we all operate in our lives hoping for a breakthrough or hoping for, you know, that moment where we're a different person. And while I've, I've, I'm always growing, every single day I'm growing and evolving and learning and getting better and better, that was a very clearly defined moment in time where my life was never the same. And I learned a lot of things that I could never forget. Like I, I, again, I, I turned a corner in terms of who I was. And so it's such a big reason why I talk about a lot of these things over and over again. And what happened in that time frame, And as many of you know, I went from having, you know, an $8,000 a month in January to a $45,000 month in February. And more than the money, it was this moment of really blowing up my business, blowing up my visibility, really going for it, not settling for less. Like I was aggressively pursuing my goals and everything that I wanted in a bigger way than ever before. And I haven't looked back since then, right? But what wound up happening is that I went through that breakup where I was really, really, really deeply sad for a while there. And when I finally had this moment where I was like, all right, if this all just happened to me, I'm going to go make a fuck ton of money. That happened. And my, again, my business blew up and I created a lot of the things that I had always wanted to create. And so in so many ways, I felt like it was kind of this like comeback moment, right? It was this moment of like, fuck you, this just happened to me. And like, now look at me now, now I'm going to blow up my business. But I had felt like, okay, everything happens for a reason. This is why this happened. It pushed me to this. It pushed me to that. And that's true. I believe all of those things, but in believing that everything had happened for a reason for me, and it pushed me to where I was supposed to be going, I didn't see or recognize the way in which I put a bandaid over that moment in time instead of really feeling or healing or processing a lot of what went on. And not about him necessarily, but about who I allowed myself to become in that situation, the way in which, I mean, I gained 80 pounds in that relationship, the way in which like, like why that happened, how that happened, like how my certain wounds and trauma attracted that relationship in the first place, right? I didn't know enough 
to know that I had to go back and unpack a lot of those things. But also, you know, it wasn't something I wanted to unpack. Like I, I, I had moved on. I had, you know, I had come back. I had had this comeback story and it all happened for me. And that's just the way that I wanted to move forward. But I didn't see the extent to which that like I really had to feel a lot of those things. And again, heal a lot of those things. And again, I'll say it again. There's a million things that I could talk to you about this, right? But I think the biggest thing especially when it comes to the bottom line and again, like making more money and why we were able to have our biggest year, a million dollar year. And, and a lot of this has come down to also like digging into it from like a food issue perspective. I am somebody who I've struggled with my weight my entire life and largely with binge eating, which feels even crazy for me to like say out loud and open up to you about because it has felt like such a shameful thing for so long. And now I really feel, I don't know, accepting of the fact that like, okay, this is something I struggle with and it doesn't necessarily have to be something that feels so shameful. And, you know, I hope if that's something that resonates with you, I hope it does powerfully in the sense that like, it's not something you have to be ashamed of. And, and again, no matter what it is specifically you're dealing with, I felt as though all that time in struggling with weight stuff, right? I I knew that it was never about finding the right diet or anything like that, but I didn't see clearly enough the way in which I didn't allow myself to feel certain things when I was sad, when I was mad, whatever, food. And and, in certain times in my life, it was alcohol and other things. I always knew I was a comfort eater, but I never understood or saw like how much I was numbing a lot of pain with food. Like I, I never saw it. Like I, because I did that, because that was my go-to, numbing a lot of feelings with food, I never allowed myself to feel some of the deep feelings that I had because I was avoiding those feelings so deeply, so much so. I thought, again, I had this story that like, I'm this mentally strong person and I don't get sad and I don't get mad and I don't have a temper. But no, like I was, again, numbing so much of that through food and again, other things, including work, right? I've really done a great job of numbing a lot of things with work as well. And so all of that, when I start unpacking the past, when I start unpacking, oh, you do have these feelings, but you're numbing yourself with them. A lot has come from that. A lot has come from me understanding that about myself. 35 years old was the first time that I actually allowed myself to even see it before, right? And and I shouldn't say allowed myself to see it because I didn't know that I wasn't seeing it. Like, it's not as though it was something I was like conscious of. You don't know what you don't know. And I really did not see it. I did not know what was going on with me, right? And so... The other part of this that I want to say is that I was having a conversation with a friend during like this time when I'm starting to unpack a lot of these things. And we were talking about somebody we both know who is always surrounded by other people. Seems like this person really thrives off of attention from others, doesn't want to be alone, can't basically can't deal with themselves, right? Can't deal with their feelings and their emotions with themselves. They have to be distracted by the attention and the the praise of other people. And we weren't talking shit, like talking about this person. We were just kind of like talking about it. But I know personally that I have always been really, 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 really judgmental towards specifically women who can't be alone. 
the person who always has to have a boyfriend, the person who always has to be surrounded by a million friends. I've always been really judgmental about that. I can own that. I'm not proud of it necessarily, but I can own that. And when I had a moment where I was like, oh, this person is in pain the way that I am, but their method of coping with the pain is just different. I order pasta and they do it by inviting friends over, right? And that might sound obvious to many of you, but it was something that I really feel like has changed my life and has changed my business because that was like a light bulb moment where I feel like it has allowed me to become a more compassionate human being and therefore a more compassionate business owner, right? Because I think it's so easy to walk around judging others, feeling as though our pain is the only pain. And I think it's so easy to unintentionally bypass the fact that we're all humans, all going through the same human experience, all wounded in certain ways. And I think it's very easy to assume that because this person has money or because this person has a nice body or because this person is in a great relationship that they're not hurting, right? And it's been a really freeing thing for me because when I have to deal with a situation where maybe somebody is, I don't know, saying something mean to me online or when somebody is not paying something on time. Whereas the instinct used to be, put the armor up, protect yourself, you know, really stand your ground here from this like coat of armor. Like I literally envision like that silver armor, you know what I'm talking about. Like I literally envision that because that was like kind of the wall that I put up with so many things, right? Like the moment I felt maybe taken advantage of, the moment I felt triggered in that way, the wall, the armor went up and again, stewing about, okay, what this person thinks about me or what the situation I think means about me, so on and so forth. And being able to come back to remembering that this person probably is in pain and they might not know how to process it or they're processing it or coping with it by trolling people on the internet by not paying this bill. It's not that that makes that okay, because obviously I think that we are all grownups and I think that we should be all working on just our assertiveness and handling things properly, all of that. But it makes it so much cleaner. It makes it so much less dramatic when you're able to then remember it's not about you. It's not about you. A customer not paying you is not about you. Things like with my group programs, for example, I only answer people Monday through Friday. I work, our company, we work Monday through Friday. And so if a client is, you know, tagging me with questions or something like that, I, I don't answer Monday through Friday. In fact, I don't normally even go on Facebook uh, other than Monday through Friday. And the old version of me would get so triggered I would feel like almost unsafe. I would feel threatened. Like this person is trying to take something from me. This person is trying to take advantage of me. This person is trying to push me. This person is trying to get away with something. And all of this collectively that I'm sharing with you has allowed me to like just 
more simply and easily remember that they're a human being and they're probably not trying to hurt me as much as they are trying to protect themselves in some way, right? They're in fear, they're sad, they're struggling. And it's not about me at all, it's probably about them. And so again, it's not as though a year ago I would have gone on the attack with somebody doing that to me, but I would have stewed on it. I would have been like, God, why doesn't this person understand that I don't work weekends? And what, like, why aren't they respecting my boundaries? And all from this place of like, again, feeling like not attacked, but like feeling as though somebody didn't respect me enough to not try and take advantage or push past my boundaries. And seeing that it's not about me at all, it's somebody, again, going through a human experience, just like I'm going through my own human experience with certain things. It, again, allows me to move through things so much more quickly. And I don't know, I bring this up because I work with clients, obviously, on a daily basis. And, you know, they're having moments where, okay, this person didn't pay for this thing, or this person left a rude comment on their Facebook post or people pushing boundaries or like speaking up when they shouldn't speak up on a group coaching call, whatever it is, right? There's a million different examples that I could give you. But because of our own wounds, I think the natural instinct for so many women that I speak to is to be triggered and to get defensive and to feel, again, like threatened in some way. And what I find is that, again, they let it hang over them for the next day, the next week, the next month. Sometimes we don't let these things go at all. And that winds up sucking so much of your energy out of your business. It winds up sucking so much energy away from you, right? Again, it's playing in the background. You're letting it fester, right? And the faster that, again, you can recognize that it's not about you and this it's probably coming from somebody else's source of pain, Again, it gets so much easier to move through it quickly and therefore do what you've got to fucking do because you've got an empire to build. You've got things to market. You've got content to create. You've got all these important things to do in the world that somebody struggling with themselves and then doing something to you that might have felt threatening, that's not something that you can allow to dictate your actions and your energy for the next week right? Being a more, again, kind and compassionate person in that way, you're able to be a better, whether you're a coach, service provider, like whoever you are, it allows you to do things in a more open, light energy. And that can't help but bring you back more money, right? That can't help but inspire others to want to be in your presence, to want to be around you, to want to pay you. And hopefully then they get to do that, you know, with their sphere of influence, right? It's this thing that gets to be passed on. And so all of that to say, I want you to hopefully understand here where like the things that you are feeling and the things that you probably need to heal, it goes really deep, right? One day at a time, you can't do and heal everything right now. Uh, I certainly haven't over the past year, but the more you can allow yourself to, again, feel what you're actually feeling and not bury those feelings, attempt to heal what you need to heal rather than avoiding those things. And therefore also remember that other people in your world are doing the same thing. And again, the compassion for them, if we're just talking business here, that is always going to serve you from a business perspective, right? 
And so I want you to remember that. And again, allow yourself to, like I said, move through things a lot more quickly and a lot more cleanly. And I mean, I think you know this if you're listening to me, but I'm going to say it anyway. This doesn't mean we take shit. This doesn't mean we allow people to walk all over us. This doesn't mean that we don't hold people to certain standards. My rule always is that I hold people to the standards that I hold myself, right? If I would do something in terms of making a payment on time, I expect you to make a payment on time, right? We're all grownups. And so I'm not suggesting that we just let everybody off the hook and do whatever they want to because we're all a bunch of wounded human beings walking around. No, but like, just like I am trying to do, I'm trying to always deal with my wounds and deal with what I need to heal. And I think it's okay for me to hold others to that same standard as well. Meaning it's not okay to allow people to walk around hurting others. And so again, it's that balance. We want to be kind and we want to be compassionate, but it's also okay to take no shit, right? And finding the balance for you, again, will always help you make more money and also just a more positive impact uh, in your world, right? So the third thing, is recognizing how far I've come. And so I shared a picture and I'll probably share it again, but as many of you know, in my relationship from 2011 to 2016, I gained about 80 pounds, um, for sure heavier than I had ever been before. And it, oh God, it makes me so sad when I just think about that girl because I was in so much pain, right? But I was a bridesmaid in one of my good friend's weddings. And I mean, that period of my life, I don't have very many pictures. And if I do have them, I didn't look at them. So like, I never even looked at this picture of myself, like in this person's wedding, like series of pictures. I knew they were on Facebook. I never looked at them. Never, ever, ever. Like I could not face it. And for a long time now, I have not enjoyed photo shoots. I'll do them when I have to. But like, even if we're talking about last July, July, 2020, uh, I had the first photo shoot that I had had in about a year and a half. And of course, uh, you know, we had it planned earlier, but COVID pushed it back. But still, a week before the shoot in July, literally I would have done anything to get out of this photo shoot. The anxiety that being on camera in in that way, right? Like I can do live videos all day long, especially because I'm sitting at my desk and not that I intentionally hide anything, but also it's, you know, from my shoulders basically up. And so like that's never felt scary. Plus when I'm talking, I feel like, I mean, I think this is a conversation in and of itself as well. I feel there's a lot of worth in me speaking, right? Whereas like just me on camera, it feels a little bit different. When I'm bringing value by speaking to you, it's not the same thing as just, okay, pose next to this thing, right? It is a deeply anxiety inducing thing for me to take photos, right? Like I, like I can't express it to you enough how much fear I've had around it. And I've, I've moved through a lot of it. Like now I feel, I keep joking. I'm like, I feel like fucking Gigi Hadid. Like all of a sudden I'm doing tons of photo shoots, but like, it's still, it's not something that's comfortable to me in any way, shape or form. And so July, that was the first photo shoot I had had in a very long time. And I'm, I'm really like, I can't stress to you enough how much I want to get out of it, how much I didn't want to do it, how stressed out I was about it. Like the thought of taking a picture and I thought I looked good. I felt good in that moment only for then the pictures to come back and for me to feel like bigger or, you know, my face more round, whatever than I wanted it to. I don't want to sound like a, a vain person, but like that brings up in me like paralyzing fear. It's so deeply upsetting. 
it's so deeply upsetting to me when I think about those moments of feeling that way and, and seeing myself like in pictures. And so again, just the whole thing all around is not a fun thing for me, right? And so I'm trying to figure out my outfits and trying to figure out, you know, where the where we're gonna do the pictures and all these kind of things. And again, I'm sitting there praying that like, okay, for some reason this photo shoot gets rained out. I don't even know, right? I was ready to call it all off. And for whatever reason, I decided to find this picture of me in this wedding, right? Because I knew it was one of the few pictures I had during that time. And again, I had never looked at it before. And it's just, again, for whatever reason, I decided like it was time to look at it. And here I am, you know, certainly not at my goal weight at all. So I'm sitting there, you know, feeling like, like, God, I should have, you know, been 20 pounds lighter or whatever, should have worked out my arms more, all these things that, you know, we tell ourselves. But then looking up that picture and seeing me, I guess probably about 60 pounds, about 50, at least 50 pounds heavier in that photo. And aside from, you know, the weight, I think, and I, I think if any of you have experienced this, you know what I'm saying, but aside from just the weight, like you can see the sadness, right? Like you can see like this person's in a lot of pain and seeing that picture of myself, right? That I had never looked at before. It was, you know, a sad moment, right? Because again, I, I feel like I have so much sadness and I feel I'm, I feel like I, I'm grieving so much for that girl who I was, who I allowed myself to be for a few years there. But seeing, oh my God, you've done so much changing and transforming and you have so much to like be proud of. It like really like in an instant shifted everything for me. Like in terms of going to that photo shoot the next day and just feeling like no matter what, I've come so fucking far. And sure, I'm not in my ideal body right now. And sure, maybe I wish I could have, you know, fit into this skirt that I bought, whatever. But like, I've come so fucking far. And like, it's just this moment where like, I'm gonna choose to celebrate that. And I really want you to know when I say that, like, I don't say that lightly. Like, I know I'll hear a lot of people like, how are you celebrating this win? And like, I don't know, we make it sound so fluffy. We're like, you're supposed to be grateful for every stage, right? And then you feel like there's something wrong with you if you're not grateful that you're at a certain stage. So like, I say that because like, I know how that feels. I know how it feels to hear that type of thing. But like, really in that moment, it was like this real sense of like celebration and pride over again, how far I had come. And the reasons that I feel as though that's a big part of us making more money last year. Number one, I've done a bunch of photo shoots since then. I felt like it allowed me to feel so much more comfortable with like owning where I am and not hiding it or not fighting it. Because I think so often we all do that. Like, especially if we talk about body stuff, right? We, we fight the body that we're in and we buy either, you know, the too tight of clothes or we buy clothes that are way bigger to hide our bodies instead of just like, okay, you know what? I've got 20 pounds extra on me that I, than I want to right now. But rather than acting as though that's not the case, I'm going to buy the clothes that fit well and that I feel good in. And I'm just going to like accept what is right. We fight it. And again, I, I, you know, I know that I do that. And I know that many of you do that. We, we, again, we fight what is actually true. And in business, I find that I think the thing that makes most of us miserable is wanting to be somewhere else, 
we've accomplished X, Y, Z, but we want to get to this goal and make this amount of money. And oh God, I, I was proud of the month that I had, but then this person I saw was making more money than me or has more followers than me or whatever, has this sponsorship. And I think that I've done my best to embrace that this is probably going to always be a thing for me, right? Whereas I used to make myself miserable about it. I've kind of just accepted that like, no, but Sarah, this is who you are. You're the person who has drive. You're the person who wants to achieve new things. So you're not, you're never going to be the person who's like, okay, I made it. I, I, you know, I hit my goal. There's nowhere else to go. That's not who I am. So I've come to be okay with the fact that I'm somebody who is always going to be striving for more. And sometimes that's going to create some, some stuff, right? But then consciously choosing just similarly to the first point is like consciously choosing at any given moment that like stop operating as though you have to arrive and like recognize that you've arrived right because it's, it sounds so cheesy but like what you have now right is what you prayed for wanted for so long in other moments in your life and while I am sitting here, not necessarily in the body that I want, not necessarily with the business that I want, like meaning like there's, there's more, there's more milestones to go, right? There's, there's so many more things that I want to accomplish. I refuse to be the person who makes themselves miserable because they want to get to the next goal. I refuse to be the person who allows myself to be unhappy in any given moment because of the next thing that's on the horizon. I don't want to live like that. Because again, what is the point? What are we all working hard for if we're not even going to enjoy the business that we're building, the lives that we're building? What is the point, right? And not to say that I don't still struggle with it, I do. But like, it was just a really defining moment for me where like, this is physical evidence of how far you've come and you sat here for weeks stressing this photo shoot, but then to see again in that picture how far I had come, it felt like, again, such physical evidence, like literally something I could look at of like, you have so much to be proud of. And it's something that, again, I feel as though I really pushed myself to embrace in my business. And in that way, I feel as though I've just, again, made calmer decisions I haven't made decisions based on, okay, well, we did this, but we could do all of these things too. No, I'm not going to do something, take action in my business, but then make myself miserable for all the things I could be doing or stretch myself beyond what I feel equipped for. I'm going to embrace how far I've come, embrace what I know, embrace what I've learned, embrace who I've become in the process and own that and rock that and know that I'm going to continue to grow, but I refuse to make myself miserable for where I want to go. Right. I refuse to make myself miserable for it. And when I catch myself doing it, I can shift it now. Right. And you know, all of this, I feel like every point that I'm sharing with you here can be summarized with the fact that miserable people have a hard time making money. Now, I don't know if that's fully true, but what I mean by that is like most of the people that are listening to me right now, you probably have personal brands, right? Like we didn't start, I don't know, like a picture frame company and we're selling them by the thousands, right? We're selling ourselves. I looked up and I saw a picture frame, so that's what made me think of it. But like we're selling ourselves. And so if I am showing up miserable in my energy, miserable based on how I look, 
of course, that's going to affect the money that I make. That's going to affect the people who are or aren't attracted to me and my message, right? We are our product. So protecting our product, the, the quality of our product, right, is really job number one every single day. And so again, all of these are reflections of the fact that we need to, again, be present, feel and heal what we need to, and be grateful in any given moment of where we are versus making ourselves miserable for where we are to go, right? Because again, that misery is written all over our face and it's not an attractive quality, especially when we're selling ourselves, right? The fourth thing is that I've really done a better job of speaking up versus burying things. And I feel like this might sound surprising because I, I feel like a lot of you who have been in my world, you know that, you know, I'm not really afraid to speak up and I'm not really afraid to uh, let you know when, I don't know, you get out of line or something like that, right? I have no problem speaking up in most cases, but in a lot of cases, I really struggle with this. I think that many of us, especially as women, this sounds fucked up, but I, th I think you'll get it. I think we rank people. I think we have this invisible thermometer where we decide who's above us, who's below us, and we put people on pedestals or we put ourselves on pedestals and we essentially allow who we are to dictate who we become. We gauge how somebody may or may not feel about us and then we become based on their feelings or their emotions. And so in many cases like this, I have had a tendency to not speak up when I felt like I wasn't treated the way that I wanted to be treated, whether that was something big and dramatic and like, like really like a, a big deal, or maybe it was just a little comment that I didn't appreciate. I've allowed it to build up and build up and build up and build up until it got to the point where I either exploded or cut off the relationship or really felt so taken advantage of or so hurt by somebody, right? And every single day now, I'm trying to do a better job of simply, number one, only being around people or things, whatever, that make me feel good about myself. I'm no longer available for being in situations where I feel as though I've allowed myself to, again, rank myself essentially based on who's in the room and then operate and act accordingly. I'm the same person no matter if I'm in the room with a homeless person or the Queen of England, right? Like we have this tendency and I know that it sounds so fucked up to say out loud and I don't even like that like it's the subconscious like way of thinking because like again I, I didn't even realize the extent to which I did it before but I also know that I'm not alone in this right and so I've made a conscious effort to like I am who I am and I can be more present in any given situation whether it's a date or whether it's a potential contractor that you're about to hire for your business, or whether it's a friend, whatever. In any given situation, I can be more present and actually choose. I can be who I actually am without, again, swaying based on the other party. But also, 
I'm able to feed off of their energy and decide if I actually like it. Because how many of us have been in situations where we're trying to impress or trying to be surrounded by a person or people, we want to be accepted. Meanwhile, we don't even know if we like them. Right? Like, do I, do I even, do I want to be even accepted into this? Right? I know we've all done that. And so with that, when I've been in those situations, especially a relationship will start. And again, this is whether it's a romantic relationship or a coaching relationship, whatever. It's been in a situation where I don't speak up in the moment. And then I, especially when I feel as though, again, like the, like that type of person that I put on a pedestal and I don't speak up. And then I allow myself to bury this and swallow that until it's all too much. And then I feel as though I've been treated unfairly. And I just really understand and recognize now that like it's my job to speak up at any given moment. It doesn't mean I have to be aggressive about it. It doesn't mean I have to like flip out about it, right? Because that's that's a whole other thing too. I think a lot of us do that. We put up this like fuck you protective barrier and it's no, we can just have a conversation about how something is making us feel. And just be open and honest about it, especially, I mean, I, I know personally that I'm not available for having relationships in my life, no matter who it is, that I can't express myself to. I'm not going to allow anybody in my life that I don't feel as though I could open up a conscious and intentional dialogue with, right? And so especially if that's the case, then it becomes easier to, again, be more assertive and speak up when you feel as though you're not being treated the way you want to be treated, again, versus burying it. And so, again, similarly to the whole misery thing, I see so many people allow resentment over, you know, maybe a bad investment or resentment how their employee is treating them the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time. And all of a sudden it's eating at them and eating at them and eating at them. And it's like, it's, it's kind of carrying over them like this dark cloud. And they don't realize the way in which it, again, is dictating their actions and dictating their energy and allowing it to wear on them as a human being. And then of course, as a business owner, right? And so I'm just making an intentional practice that if I don't like something, I speak up. And of course, you know, there, there's picking your battles, right? I'm not going to like the first time somebody does something, maybe like I'm going to, okay, I'm going to observe. I'm going to recognize the fact that I didn't like this, but if it happens a second time, especially I'm going to address it. Right. And so of course there's a little bit of grace there, but I have made it a practice that like, I'm not going to allow myself to get to the point to massive resentment because my energy is too important to muddy up with those types of feelings. Right. I've got to, again, an empire to build. I've got a podcast to record. I've got all these important things to do in the world and I can't do it shackled, if you will, to resentment, right? And and frustration that I haven't even expressed, that I haven't even given somebody a chance to rectify, right? Because whether it's you, you hire an employee or in your romantic relationships, I think a lot of us, we expect people to predict how we're feeling or anticipate our needs, which is actually my next point here. We expect that, right? And that's not fair. That's not fair. We can't expect somebody to just automatically know how we receive love or how we receive instructions. We, we have to be a, an active participant in our relationships in our lives and express what we actually want if we expect to get it, right? Not getting it after you expressed it, especially multiple times, is, is a different thing. But we can't expect people to, again, like automatically just predict what it is that we want or what we need, right? Like I feel like you know, this, this podcast, the leading lady of your life and the boss of your business, right? It's your job to step into that place of like, this is my truth. 
this is who I am. This is what I feel. This is what I want. This is what I need and express those things to other people and allow them to either rise to the occasion or fall away. Because again, you cannot allow your actions and the things that you need to do in this world be dictated or, or hurt or muddied in any way by those feelings of frustration and resentment, right? And again, allowing myself to move through those things so much more quickly in my business, especially last year, right? absolutely contributed to me taking action more quickly, more cleanly. And of course that amounted in more money, right? Of course it did, right? Of course it did. And so the final thing that I want to say to you, I've let myself off the hook when it comes to anticipating others' feelings. An example of this, well, let me say this first. I am somebody who I definitely, you know, things with my childhood specifically, I definitely felt a lot of responsibility in many ways for how other people felt. If somebody was mad, if somebody was sad, if somebody was frustrated, I automatically felt as though I have to make it right. Or I certainly can't contribute to more of that feeling. I try so hard to be the best client, the best customer. I want to be considerate. I don't want to be annoying. I want to, you know, answer things appropriately. I want to pay right on time. I don't want to be a burden to anybody, right? That That's a very loaded word for me. I don't want to burden anybody. And so because of that, I have often found that I try way too hard to anticipate what somebody else might be feeling or thinking, right? And it has definitely been a source of misery in many ways for myself. That's like, That feels like a dramatic word in that sense, but it's definitely something that can weigh over me and it's something that I can really, you know, spin out about. And the example that I want to use for you is, uh, long story short, I bought something for somebody a few months ago and I had to have them ship it and it was this whole thing. And... After it was done, I think it was possible that I didn't pay enough for something. I think I misunderstood something. It wasn't me certainly not trying to cheat anybody or anything like that. And after I had paid this person for the shipping of the thing, I'm trying to not give away specifics here. um, I felt as though they went a little cold towards me. And this, for the record, could be totally me imagining it, right? But I like really was like, what did I do? Like, did I do something wrong? Should I have paid more for this? Should I, should I have factored this in? Right. And I was like, like for like weeks, it still kind of bothers me a little bit. And like, I was like, again, like thinking about it, reflecting on it, like thinking about how I might've fucked up in this situation. And the thing that I want to share with you is that I had a moment where I'm like, but wait, this person's a big girl. If I owed her more money, she had a responsibility to tell me. She had a responsibility to say, hey, no, Sarah, you misunderstood X, Y, Z. She had a responsibility to address it, right? And so I always want to do right and good by other people, right? But I also think that like, again, it's other people's responsibility to if somebody else got something wrong to say something specifically in business, right? And so again, I see this a lot of times, this kind of thing play out with a lot of entrepreneurs that I speak to where they almost want people to anticipate 
how hard their job is, right? Or how certain things work. And I mean, I mean, I worked in a restaurant for so long and thinking back to how bitchy I was in those days, like, God, don't they know that this is how our computer system works? Like, no, fucking course they don't. They don't work here. Like, it's not their job to know how these things work. It's my job to express it when I need to, but like, it's not their job to just automatically know what somebody else might be feeling. But because I was judgmental in that way, I wound up also being judgmental of myself in that way that I was always trying to anticipate what somebody else might need on the other side. And so again, it's not that that means I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck, right? No, like I want to do right by other people. I want to I want to be a positive force in anyone's life, whether it's, you know, the person that I'm getting a coffee from or whether it's my clients. I want to do good as much as possible. Again, I, I, I say that because I don't want it to come off in a way that like, I just don't care if like somebody didn't speak up or whatever it is. No, I do care. And I'm always going to do my best to like tackle anything I feel like I need to tackle. But that has to be balanced out with also holding other people to the same standards that you hold yourself and they have to speak up, Right. This comes up again a lot with my clients where they feel responsible for their client's success or, you know, certain things. And it's a, always a balance of we do good for our clients, of course. We do the best job possible, balanced out with they're also big girls and it's okay to treat them like big girls. It's okay to treat them like grownups. It's okay to not allow them to throw temper tantrums when things get hard right? It's that balance. And so choosing to not try and anticipate people's feelings, right? And again, especially because a lot of times you're anticipating what might not even be true, or you're again, making yourself anxious for, for being in the future where you like something may have not even been a thing. It just, again, is another way in which we suck so much of our energy out of us, right? And of course that plays into every element of our business especially when, again, we are our own products, right? We have to protect our energy in that way. And so uh, my coach said to me one time, we were talking about something uh, with, I guess I think it was my mom. And she was like, you know, can you just like almost look at it as like a physical box in front of her, right? And like, that's her shit. And you can put it right back in front of her. It's not my job to allow her shit to be my shit, right? If she needs something, she can speak up. But it's not my job to anticipate how she may or may not be feeling. And so again, applying this in my business relationships, whether it's again with a contractor or a client, it's been a really helpful thing for allowing me to move forward more quickly. Okay? So fuck small talk. I want you to open up online. Share with me one of the most important personal shifts that you ever had that has also really helped you make a lot of money. Because again, the whole concept of this podcast, we're humans first, right? We're not just entrepreneurs. We're human beings with feelings and emotions and all these other things. And we have to take care of both if we want our business to grow. And so I would love to hear, again, some personal shift that you've had that really allowed you to become a better business owner, a more successful business owner, make more money, be more powerful, however you wanna break that down. But again, that personal shift that has been applied to business. Okay, I hope that helped. I'll talk to you next episode.